Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Make Your Own Destiny podcast, the podcast that empowers you to shape your future. You know we always bring bangers when it comes to bringing guests. We don't bring any guests. We bring a guest that will bring valuable content for you guys, for you guys to learn and understand. Now, previously in the crypto world, we talked about the blockchains. We talked about we talked with Tarek about understanding the whole crypto world. Now today, this is the power of connecting with people. I was in the gym and. One way or another, we found a way we conversated with my friend here, Jax, and we talked, and I found out what he did, and I thought, Jax, I asked him, Jax, don't you think, is it possible for you to come and join us in our podcast and talk to the people so that you guys can learn? Jax is actually not from here. Jax is from Canada, but he he's a content creator, he's a crypto cre- uh, content creator, travels the world, and luckily I was able to tell him to come to our podcast before he leaves, as he leaves next week. Now, before I talk about more about Jax... Let's let Jax over himself. Hello, Jax. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. So first thing I should say is my, my full name is Jackson. I just go by Jax online. And when I tell people my name, I say Jax. That sounds a little bit cooler. So yeah, I'm from Canada. Um, I come from a, a single mother home. So um, growing up, uh, she did the best she could. Shout out to mom if you're watching this. I love you. And uh, but yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't easy for her uh, with finances. And when I turned 18, I was just about to finish high school. She she got remarried. My my parents separated when I was young, so she got remarried, and they told me they were moving to the other side of the country. And it was time for me to be a man. So they gave me some grocery money, and uh, I got a full time job straight out of high school. They moved away, and I've been on my own since since then, from 18 to 26. So from there, I worked various jobs. Um, I actually started to get into self-development when I was about 20. My friend gave me a book. It was called, um, uh, what was it called? It's by Brian, Tra- Brian, Tra- Brian Tracy. Um, oh, man, it was a while ago. It, w- it was basically about success. So that started to shift my mindset, and um, I wanted to get more into entrepreneurship. So from 18 to 26, I worked various jobs trying to find something I was passionate about, something that gave me purpose. And really the only thing that I figured out is I didn't want to work underneath someone, underneath the company. I didn't want to be trapped by the system. So I got more into entrepreneurship and COVID happened. I stopped working, uh, asked my parents if I could move back in. So I moved into a small town and uh, with my folks. And for one year, no dating, no friends, no partying, no going out, just focusing on trying to make an, an income online. So I tried job shipping, e-commerce, um, had stores that failed, had one store that was successful with jewelry. As COVID progressed, uh, people stopped purchasing online. Everybody's money was tight. And I started a YouTube channel on personal development. I did that for a year. And I enjoyed that. I learned a lot of tricks of the trade with filming and everything like that. But it wasn't making me any any money. So I knew I needed to switch paths. And the only thing I knew was investing in stocks. And slowly but surely, I got into crypto. I started a channel originally talking about stocks. I switched over to crypto, focusing on crypto. The channel started to grow. I learned how to trade, learned how to be a better investor. And... Um, the money started to roll in after the first three to four months. I started to become a better trader. The first three months of trading, I lost money. And after that, I started to travel. I first went to Nigeria. And uh, that's when I really became passionate about about seeing new countries, new cultures. And that's basically what's brought me here now. So it's been a journey. It's been a crazy ride. <laughs> what a background. And um, you're talking about not being trapped in the system. Can someone who's working in the system right now not be able to live the life that you live? 
Um, they, they can if they work remotely. So for me, I was working in restaurants. I did construction. I did landscaping. Um, I worked in bakeries, grocery stores, and those type of jobs. You have to work your way up the corporate ladder. And I would look at the people that had been there 20 and 25 years and I was praying that that wouldn't be me. I just didn't want that to go down that path. I don't think have anything against it. I respect people who are passionate about what they do in their field. But 75% of people in the United States, I'm personally from Canada, but there's a survey, are unhappy with what they do and wish that they could do something else. So I just started listening to entrepreneurs and I knew I wanted to go down that path. And um I had a lot of businesses that failed and finally something worked out. So, yeah, I think it's possible, but I think working remotely is really the best opportunity to live the lifestyle that I have now. So, Would you say you're happy with what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Now I work about four hours per day. I have the rest of my time free. I'm very passionate about fitness and health, so I spend a lot of time doing that and then traveling as well. I love to travel, so yeah that's really nice man and actually when monty told me about you i actually came and check your youtube channel yeah it's very nice and <laughs> you're very consistent yeah that's key, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, key. Yeah, yeah. everything is consistency and routine so yeah for sure so what is your routine like now that you're in let's say you're abroad in another country what's your routine like yeah how does your day so start it's always been the same no matter which country i'm in unless the time zone changes things but that's honestly why i'm often in different countries in africa is because the time zone really works well so in the morning i do boxing and in the evenings i i do weights and then in between that time so we'll go boxing i'll go home i'll update my private group i give a chart analysis i give trade signals i have a couple hours before i start making my videos my market analysis on youtube so i'll cook i'll eat i'll clean up my place maybe i'll read maybe i'll just relax um and then I'll go into making my videos for two to three hours. After that, I go back to the gym, do weights or do recovery. And that's basically I come home and I spend the last few hours relaxing, watch a movie, read. I'm big into into reading, whether it's self-development. Right now I'm reading Ali, Muhammad Ali's story. So whether it's the story of a person's life or it's a book on self-development, that's really helped to reshape my mind and um, would highly recommend it for anyone who's looking to kind of go down that self-development road so you talked about traveling and right now you're in tanzania mm. so um what's one thing in tanzania that actually inspired you or surprised you and you're like wow because I, I, I think i looked at your uh, your instagram it's not your first time in tanzania no i've been to zanzibar a couple months ago and then i went to toronto because i turned 30 so i wanted to see my friends they flew in from my home city who we went to music festival I wanted to come back and see Dar es Salaam. I still want to see Arusha. Um, first thing I noticed in Zanzibar was the religion was strong, like the Muslim religion. I was like, wow, it's very, very, I could tell that it was the main belief and it was very profound in Zanzibar. But when I came to Dar es Salaam, I noticed it was more, I wouldn't say open, but multi-religion and, and everybody's... Um, comfortable with having different beliefs and stuff like that so but the main thing i noticed in zanzibar and in dar es salaam is how peaceful the people are here because i've been to a few african countries and this is the most peaceful one the most welcoming the people are the most friendly they're very easy to talk to i don't feel judged in any way so that's what i would say about about tanzania is is how peaceful the culture is and 
it's very warming. I don't feel like I'm on my toes, you know. So, because as a white guy, you get a lot of attention when you travel through Africa. So, yeah. So, do you consider yourself as a digital nomad? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was always the goal when I started to pursue an online income was to travel and and work from my laptop. So the fact that I've achieved that now is just a blessing, you know. I thank God, and even my friends from my home city, they're like, "You made it, man! You did it! You know, you did it what we want to do." So I think a lot of young people they want to go down that road, and um, it just takes a lot of discipline and and hard work. So what inspired you to travel and living that lifestyle of a digital nomad? I think the first experience I had was Jamaica, and. It, that's when I was doing uh, e-commerce dropshipping. I had a jewelry store that was doing relatively well um, before COVID really got um, really really got bad. So I went to Jamaica and I had culture shock and I experienced so many uh, beautiful people and, and uh, beautiful environments. And I knew then that I wanted to continue to travel. So when I came home, I had the itch. You know, you come home, you have the post-travel depression. You want to get out. You want to travel again. So when um, my crypto channel started to do well and I started to do well as an investor, as a trader, I went to Nigeria and from Nigeria only let me stay one month on their visa. And instead of going home, I just kept bouncing countries every two to three months. I would go to a different country and I like that lifestyle. Eventually, I will slow down and settle down. But right now, that was the inspiration, um, just experiencing new cultures, new environments and the fact that your visa runs out. So you have to leave. You don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. And what's the best culture you've, uh, you've seen? That's a tough call. I mean, I went to Bali and Balinese culture is very unique. And they're also a very peaceful and welcoming people. And they love to celebrate and have festivals and parades. Um, so that was very, that was the most unique experience that I've had. Um, South Africa is beautiful. The choirs that they have on the street and people performing, dancing and, and uh, people selling their paintings. And so especially in Cape Town, that was a beautiful experience as well. Um, so I would say between, to, between Bali and South Africa. Yeah. You said, uh, when you started doing techno analysis on YouTube, mm. you didn't make money and the money started coming in after four months, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. what are the key takeaways that you'd give someone who is interested in doing techno analysis on YouTube or being Yeah, YouTube? well, I think any, any content creator on YouTube, uh, whether it's crypto or vlogging, um, you have to have an upload schedule and you have to have self-discipline because as we were saying, motivation is bullshit. So you need... To have for me, I have a routine. So I, I have the gym and then I make my videos. So I do that every day, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. You have to have a routine and you have to just show up every single day. Especially the first thousand subscribers is the hardest um, to grow that first uh, base audience and to get monetized on YouTube. So it comes down to mindset, self belief, and, and consistency. Everyone says consistency is key because it's true. You have to be willing to stick to your upload schedule. So for me, it's two, three videos a day, uh, Monday to Friday, sometimes Saturday, depending on how the, the market is moving or Sunday. Um, so if you have a schedule, you stick to it. That's it. So no have you been uploading what. Monday to Friday for how long? Uh, two years. Two Monday years. to Friday. Yeah, yeah. For two, two years. Three videos a day. When the when the markets, for anyone who doesn't know about markets, you go through a bull cycle and you go through a bear cycle. And when the bull cycle, the projection is up, the bear cycle, the projection is down for a few years. So when we're in the bull cycle, because there's so much interest and popularity, I was doing six, seven videos a day. 
So yeah, I would just pop them out, just bang, bang, bang. Because technical analysis, when you when you learn to read the chart, all you're doing is giving your predictions. So you can bang out videos quickly if you want to. But now that the market is slower, then I've cut back on my videos to two or three per day. Yeah. But minimum is two videos. Minimum is two. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. Talking about consistency, man. Yeah. That is uh, <laughs> that is consistency. Yeah, it depends what you're doing. If you're vlogging and you're flying a drone, because I had a channel that was based around self-development where I would do cinematic. The editing, it takes longer. So maybe twice a week, once a week videos. Um, it just depends on your niche. So uh, behind cameras, we're talking about how whenever you travel, there's key things that you look at before you choose a place. Mm -hmm. So it has to have internet. Yeah. has to have... Um, generator yeah, that's right. and you have to be close to the gym yeah that's right but you learn from your mistakes i've been in places where there's no generator i've been in places that had power cuts and uh it was detrimental to my work right so sometimes i'd have to leave i just have to leave right away and go to a different airbnb so now before i go to it because i always use airbnb i ask questions how fast what's the mp mbps of the internet the megabytes per second uh, do you have a generator? Um, because coming from the Western society, you don't think about these things. Yeah. yeah. So now that I've experienced quite a few different countries in Africa, I always ask um, questions before I arrive. Yeah. So you travel a lot and you go to different places. And for me personally, whenever I travel, um, I, I always make sure that I try their local food. Yeah. I always make sure that I see what's different in their country. Sure. So there's a takeaway that it's like it's like something that's already in the back of my head sure. so let's say for example if i go to morocco what's their culture like yeah. what's different about them and mm -hmm. maybe i found out that every house is the same color in morocco mm -hmm. the food is tagine i don't know if i say that correct is the best food there yeah. so it's like some things that you take away that end of the day could help you shape yourself being to different countries what's one country that actually shaped you to become different and actually push you like oh wow I really have to be on my A game from now on. Or like, <laughs> this is shaping me in this and somehow in, yeah, in some I way. For me, it's relationships. So I have close relationships in South Africa. Um, I made close friends with my trainer there. And um, I think the relationships motivate you to, for me, it's to live in a country. So I really want to live in South Africa. So meeting these people, experiencing their culture, experiencing their personalities and, and forming relationships um, inspired me to to leave Canada. I know a lot of people watching this be like, why would you leave Canada? Because um, a lot of people want to migrate to the West. But I have my reasons and I think that was the biggest inspiration. But I'm just like you. I experienced the food. I experienced the local businesses. And that's why I really try my best to do is support local businesses. So the other day I met a, a woman and she was telling me she had just opened a barbershop two months ago. And I was like, oh, great. I'll come get a haircut. It's not about how good's the haircut. It's about experiencing the relationship with this woman, with meeting this woman, and then going and supporting her small business. You know, I think that's really important when you're traveling. And then you build relationships that way. And so, yeah, I would say the relationships have been the, the most inspiring thing for me for tra with traveling. So um, you are talking about that uh, you, you came from a very humble background. Yes. From a very poor family. Yes. So your story is basically from rags to riches, right? Yes. Yeah. My, my mom and my stepdad literally left me grocery money and they moved to the other side of the country. So I got a full-time job at a sheet metal factory, pulled a piece of sheet metal, you punch a hole, you pull the next sheet eight hours a day, five days a week. So my mind 
went into depression and went into anxiety and am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? And I don't believe that you're a man when you finish high school. I think you have an experienced life. You don't. So I didn't have any backdrop. I didn't have any safety net. I didn't have any college fund. Um, so from, from there, uh, falling into depression and, and having bad anxiety and uh, I didn't know what to do. And, and luckily my friend gave me a book on, on maximum achievement. That's the name of the book. I highly recommend the book, maximum achievement, Brian Tracy. And he talked about mindset and, and how, um, you can really pull yourself out of any situation wherever you come from and you can become successful if you're willing to shift the way that you think. So that's what I did. And it took years. It doesn't happen in a week. You don't shift your mindset in a week. You don't shift your mindset in, in a couple months. It takes years takes years of, of consistency so yeah I mean it's it's hard for me to talk about because those years were so difficult I had times where I couldn't pay rent where I didn't have money for I didn't have food in the fridge and I didn't know what to do so uh, my digestive system got messed up uh, my sleep got messed up and you just feel like you're never going to escape um, but you have to give yourself that window of opportunity and for me COVID was that window I called my parents I said let me move back in give me one year I was 26 and at 26 when you've been on your own since 18 you don't want to tell all your friends like hey I'm moving in with my parents you like you feel a uh, shame um, but I I just I put that to the side I said it doesn't matter and and my friends were were supportive they're like well it's COVID man what else are you gonna do so I use instead of watching Netflix for two years, I use that time to try to make money online, and and luckily, eventually, it took time. It worked out. So I feel like uh, there's a key takeaway that I'm taking from that, and might be I don't know if it's uh, a good takeaway, but it's also a good takeaway because I want you to to touch upon obviously right now the last four years of your life. You can say it's the best years of your life, right? Yeah. You started. You learned what you learned when you're 26. Yeah. And could you touch upon? Because people feel like once they hit 21 and they haven't done anything, they, no. they want to be depressed if they want to yeah, do anything. Yeah, I mean, I understand yeah, you said you went through that, but yeah. then do you think there's some things that don't need to be rushed, that you have to motivate yourself? I mean, not motivate yourself, but you have to push yourself to learn other things. You have to push yourself to learn things. Right. But do you feel like you have to rush that? If I don't do it today, then I'm just going to be a Yeah, I think a lot of people who are coming out of uh, high school, going into college, they, they know where they want to be at 25. That's, that was me. I was like, okay, this is where I want to be at 25. And when you reach 25 and, and you're not there, then you, you start to have imposter syndrome. You start to feel, get down on yourself. So I think that, especially um, as a man, that you need to focus on your finances in your 20s. 20 to 30, you have a window of opportunity because that's usually the time that you're going to remain single or you're going to have a girlfriend, but you're not married and you don't have kids. So you don't have major responsibilities. So you have a large window of about 10 years, 10 to 12 years, 18 to 30, because a lot of people, they settle down when they're 30. They want to start a family. Understandable. That's perfectly fine. So you have this window of opportunity. So it all depends on how you're using your, your time. The biggest thing about entrepreneurship that I learned is sacrifice. So you have to sacrifice the partying. Like I sacrificed a year of my life, purely everything, no friends, no dating, no. And I was 26, you know, and a lot of times uh, all my friends were still partying. They're still enjoying life. But now I'm free financially and um, escape the matrix, as you would say. And they're all still under the system. They're all still trying to get out of that. Now they look at me and they're like, holy cow, I want to do the same thing. So sacrifice is everything. You have to be willing to sacrifice and give yourself a window of opportunity to pursue 
the path that you really want to go What's down. the hardest thing about sacrifice? Um, I think the hardest thing is you're going to be lonely. So I spent a year without seeing my friends, uh, without any female interaction. So I dealt with loneliness. Um, I dealt with just feeling like I wasn't going to make it, you know, because I had online stores that failed. I put money into them. They failed. I had a YouTube channel that I did for a year. It failed. Didn't make me money. So I I thought I was going to go back to working a regular job and I was going to be an average Joe for the rest of my days. But I always believed that it was possible. So I just kept trying new businesses. I kept trying. I did a new YouTube channel. And after over a year of trying different businesses, um, the crypto channel started to take off. I learned to trade. And so I think everything comes down to being willing to um, go down the wrong path and knowing when to get off that path, when to change paths and to when to try something new. And hopefully eventually something clicks, you know, and just pray. <laughs> so most people love the digital normal lifestyle. Most people yeah. love traveling. Yeah. But most people, they are lost. They don't know where to start. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So what's like the best advice that you would have for the audience who want to go through that route? Yeah, I think the most important thing is getting over the fear of starting. So it's just like going to the gym. You don't feel like going. Just put your shoes on. You don't feel like making your first YouTube video. Just start with your phone and start the video and film it. Anything, Instagram, whatever social media, whatever online business. Um, the biggest piece of advice that I can give people is YouTube is your your number one source of knowledge. So you can learn everything about almost every single type of business. Any type of online business can be learned for free. You don't have to buy courses. You can. I learned everything about investing and trading through YouTube. I learned how to run a drop shipping store e-commerce through YouTube, free videos. So YouTube is such a powerful wealth of knowledge that you can learn almost anything. Um, you have to show up every day. You have to sacrifice your evenings and your weekends if you really want to make it and build passive income that's the most important thing once you build an audience monetize your audience create private groups use affiliate links and create as much passive income because when i first started my channel i would work like eight hours ten hours a day when i had my self-development channel i would work 10 hours a day easily because it was so much work that went into those videos and eventually when you build passive income you can drop down the amount of hours you work so now i work four hours and i live comfortably um, and I'm, I'm financially secure. So, yeah. What I'm learning from you is that obviously being lonely does not mean you're a failure. Yeah. And, um, you travel a lot by yourself. I mean, mm. you say that you travel a lot by yourself. Always. And I feel like what I'm learning is that doing something yourself does not mean like, oh, uh, this is not going well, or yeah. I have to have a friend by my side. I mean, you yeah. told me, you said, you said behind the cameras, you talked about having a small circle. Yeah. What do you think about having a lot of friends and like for example if i want to do something i, I can't do it myself i have mm-hmm. to go to jacks i have to go yeah, to yeah. musa mm-hmm. i have to involve a lot of people what do you think of th- that type of person or what advice do you have for that type of person that has to have a friend when starting something yeah i think if you need to network then you should do it as much as you can i don't know if i can give really good advice on networking and building a, a business that involves a team because it's not my path i'm introverted like i said i'm like batman i love to work alone So everything that I do, I try to keep um, personal relationships out of it. My personal relationships have more to do with fitness, have more to do with 
uh, friendship than they do with business. I don't really want to bring anybody in, but for someone who needs to do that, then you have to network. Um, you have to get to know people as much as you can so you can build your team. But for me personally, I can't speak on that because I don't have the experience and I don't think I will. It's not the path that I want to go down. As I was mentioning, I'd love to start an Airbnb business down the road and buy um, apartments and have those as assets. And I would I would have a cleaner, I would have a manager, but that's it. I don't want a team. I don't want a group of people because I've seen people lose their businesses and I've seen people get screwed over by members of their own circle. Yeah. So you have to really be careful. Yeah. So you talked about the importance of having multiple streams of income. Yes. I remember even one of the guys that I like and I, I really look up to him. Mm. He said that like you should always have multiple streams of income, you know. Is is actually Warren Buffett, and he yeah. said you never put all your eggs in one basket. That's right. So when someone looks at you, they can just see that you only have a YouTube channel. Mm. So from your YouTube channel, how many streams of income do you have? Out yeah. Of so I, I completely agree. I mean, Warren Buffett is definitely an inspiration for myself for creating multiple streams of income. So I started with the channel and I started with investing. So investing, it takes years to make money, but it is a stream of income. So I started with only two and the YouTube channel didn't really start making money until after three to four months. I learned how to trade. I started to do market analysis and that was my third source of income. So now I have trading, I have investing, I have YouTube. And then a company started to reach out to me, crypto exchanges, and I became an affiliate. So I had a few affiliate links. So there was a, another stream of income. And then, then I decided to create a private group called Discord, which is an online chat room. And you can um, charge people a monthly subscription. So I give analysis and I give trade signals. So I created another source of income. So now I have investing, trading, YouTube. I have the Discord. Um, and I have my affiliate link. So right now I'm at five, five sources of income. And if the YouTube channel goes, were to go down, if YouTube as a business went down, which is highly unlikely, then I would lose because they're all connected. So I would lose the affiliate link, but then I would right away, I'd go to rumble right away. I would go to another platform quick, very, very, very fast. If YouTube were to, you know, ban me for whatever reason, I would go to rumble right away. So I think as long as you have um, backup plans in place, just in case some, you know, God forbid something horrible happens, then uh, you need to have those multiple streams. And I always have investing as my main uh, source of uh, long-term income and long-term, um, I would say uh, opportunity to get extremely wealthy through investing. So, yeah, talking about Rambo, for people who don't know Rambo, we also have a Rambo account and we upload there regularly. So, as you know, the metrics is always against people who try to wake other people up and they always try to ban us. Some of our videos we try to upload and they don't go up. I don't know why, for what reasons. So, in case we get banned on YouTube, you guys can go and Follow us on Rumble. And make sure to subscribe on Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And also subscribe <laughs> to Jax. He has 50,000 yeah. subscribers right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 49,000. So, yeah. It's Invest and Trade with Jax on YouTube if they want to check it out. I do market analysis. Um, and then my all my links for my Discord and affiliate links, are all they're all there in the comment section. So, you can check it out. So, uh, in cryptocurrency, mm. uh, the notion that says when you're doing crypto, when you have crypto, you're actually being your own bank <laughs> so how do you think about that notion and do you think cryptocurrency has influenced a lot in the world of money 
Yes. So to the to the second part of that question, it has influenced the world and. Dubai is a very futuristic city. You can buy vehicles, you can buy housing with uh, apartments, homes with crypto. So eventually that will be adopted worldwide. Governments are already investing in Bitcoin. El Salvador is already a huge investor in Bitcoin. So it's becoming, the adoption is growing. Crypto adoption is growing quicker than the adoption of the internet. So this is this is massive adoption, the fastest growing asset class in the world and the greatest opportunity of our time to get wealthy, whether it's through investing, whether it's starting a crypto business, calling it your own bank. I guess if you put all your money into crypto, but I don't think that's wise. I think you should have uh, multiple asset classes where you put your money, stocks, real estate, um, cryptocurrency. If you're starting out and you just have small, small money, then have a certain percentage that you invest and um, I, but I do think it's the future I think it will change uh, the way the world works the way that will transfer money the way that will purchase because fiat currency is becoming less and less valuable especially the US dollar it no longer is going to be the world reserve currency and we're going to everything is going to a uh, change and become online and become a card base so you already have crypto visa cards you already have um, um, crypto transfers so people transfer money in crypto instead of bank transfers because of the fees are way cheaper so the adoption is so massive and, and so quick and it's just such an opportunity that if you don't take advantage I think you are uh, missing out on the greatest financial opportunity of our generation and probably of the next hundred years so so out of all the asset classes that uh, you're involved in would you say like crypto is the best one of them all? Yeah, I would say crypto it has the most opportunity, is the fastest growing, and has the greatest potential for return on investment. So if you invest in Apple um, now, then it's going to take quite a few years for you to double, triple your money. In crypto, you can do that in a week. And some of these projects... Um, they double in, in, in a bull market, they double in a week, they double in a day sometimes. So if, you, if you're wise and you do your research and you're smart, uh, it can turn an average Joe into a millionaire within a year, two years. You just have to be wise and you have to do your research. So. And for someone who is getting started into crypto, what uh, advice would you give him? And actually, this is not financial advice. <laughs> so you have to do your own research. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. What would you tell someone who is just getting started into crypto? I would tell them first to start with research um, on YouTube, learn how to uh, properly invest, learn how to trade even. If you want to spend time learning how to trade, you can check out my YouTube channel. You can check out various channels that can give you unlimited amount of knowledge and uh, start small. I always recommend anyone who's getting into investing or trading, start small. If you're getting into investing, put 10% of your income to the side for investments and slowly grow your account. And the thing is about investing, once you start to see the return after a few years, you'll realize that saving your money is foolish and you'll start putting more of your income into investments and if you learn how to trade and you become a profitable trader then that can take over your job you no longer have to work your nine to five if you don't wish you can become a digital nomad um, but I would definitely recommend using the the highest majority of your portfolio in investments and only use about 10 to 50 percent of your portfolio for trading that that would be my recommendation um, so you're, you're a crypto content creator. 
Mm. And there's more than a thousand on the YouTube channel. Yeah, there's a lot. What's different about you? Um, I by no means am I the most popular or or the the best channel out there. But I'm always genuine myself, and I'm always trying to improve on my analysis. I also provide forex um, analysis and signals through my private group, and I always promote that in my videos. So not only not many crypto channels provide this. Not only do I provide content for cryptocurrency, I also do forex analysis and give signals for forex in my private group, and I keep my subscription low so my subscription is ten dollars a month most channels they charge 50 100 but i want to be able to reach everybody around the world and i know ten dollars is relatively affordable for people worldwide not and not everywhere and not in every situation but for the majority of people worldwide ten dollars is a decent amount to to join my group to gain knowledge and to have a better understanding of the market from someone who's been doing it for a few years so now, for someone who wants to join your private group, how do they get Yeah, so you would go to my YouTube channel, Invest and Trade with Jax, and go into the description or the comment section, and you will see a link for my Discord. You sign up through what's called Patreon, and once you sign up, it's a $10 subscription. You, you are entered into the Discord, and I give daily analysis. I also give trade signals, and that can be very helpful for a beginner who has no idea what they're doing, and they can see how I trade, how I read the charts, and they can use that um, as a base to gain knowledge and to gain experience. So You've been doing crypto, and you've been having a YouTube channel for two years now. Yeah, since and early 2021. Yes, I'm pretty sure you've had a lot of challenges on the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's the challenge that you have that was the most difficult one, and how did you overcome it? I think the biggest challenge has been the bear market. So we've been... Uh, on a decline um, on the higher time frames like the the weekly the monthly which means price has been going down for two years uh, of course you, it works in waves but the general uh, projectory has been down which is normal it's part of the cycle so when that happens people get very negative so they're very harsh in the comment sections um, you lose a lot of viewers because they're obviously their investments are down or they're they're down on their portfolio so they blame you I used to work at a casino I used to deal blackjack and as the dealer you have no control you just deal the cards but when the customer loses money they blame you so it's the same thing with cryptocurrency when they're losing money they blame the content creator so that was hard you have to have thick skin and no matter what eventually it's gonna get to you eventually it's gonna bring you down and you're gonna have times where like I don't want to make videos anymore I'm tired of this. But I always, um, there was an interview of Tom Hanks, a really famous actor. He was doing an interview and he said that something that really helped him get through situations in life was um, a quote, uh, this, this too shall pass. So any period of life that you're in, this too shall pass, which means that eventually things are going to change. The market is going to change. It's not always going to be this way. Two years is a long time to be involved in in a market that's just been going down and people are upset. So yeah, it's been challenging, but I look towards the future and I look towards um, the relationships. I look at the relationships that I built and the online group that I built. I have over 2,500 or 2,400 members in the private group and I speak to them through DMs. And so I built a, uh, an, an audience that, I, that I'm proud of and I know it will continue to grow and I need to stay consistent and I know what's coming in the next few years. So. Yeah, I'm excited, actually. I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. Going back to traveling, I mean, mm. uh, we talked about 
I believe it was behind the camera. We mm-hmm. talked about your your interaction with a local woman who told you she had a barbershop, but yeah. then it was all about the experience going to get the haircut and supporting a business. Right. So, but all of the countries that you've been to, what's one interaction that you have with a, with, with a local that will forever stay in your mind? Like, it's the best memory you ever have. Uh, I was in Nigeria and. The place that, that was my first time coming to Africa and the place I rented when I got there, the shower wasn't working. The, the, a lot of the lights, the power was on, but a lot of the lights weren't working. I could smell the sewage from outdoors. And um, I was in Lagos and Lagos is a crazy place because there's so many people. And so I was nervous and I was anxious and I had to leave right away. So I called an Uber and I guess God intervened because the, the man who was driving the Uber was uh, such a blessing to me. He he took me to uh, an apartment that he knew would would be decent for me. He knew he, yeah. I, I would be in a a safe area, and um, we built a relationship. We became friends, and his name's Emmanuel. So if you're watching this, shout out to you. I love you. And uh, yeah, we built such a beautiful friendship. And he's much older than me. He's in his forties. I met his his wife. They recently had a child. Um, so we built such a special bond and uh, he was struggling in the last few months um, with not having work and he was going to lose the place that they were living and they were about to have the baby. So luckily I'm, I'm in a good financial position. So I paid their, their rent for a year. Like I bought their apartment for a year. I paid everything. And I said, and he, you know, he's crying, him and his wife are crying. And I'm like, and God put us into each other's lives for a reason. You helped me in a time that I was scared and I was nervous and I didn't know what to do. I was in a foreign country. And now I get the opportunity to repay that and to help you. So we're very close. That's the most beautiful relationship that I build. Uh, they have a son now. His name's King David. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's been, it's Shout out to King David. Yeah, yeah, it's been a beautiful experience for sure. That's quite beautiful, man. I mean... The fact that you guys, uh, God put you in that position yeah. and God put you in this position being financially free and helping yeah. someone out. Yeah. You get more blessings from just doing yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So do you see yourself going back to Nigeria? Oh, yeah. I've been twice already. Um, it's it's an interesting experience every single time because as a foreigner, uh, you get a, a lot of stares. Like people just stare at you because you're not from the country and you don't see a lot of um, white people in in Lagos, you do every once in a while, but not as much as you see them in South Africa and Tanzania. Um, so I would, I, I had to get used to people just staring at me because they're just like, oh, it's different, you know. Um, and it's a dangerous country, so I, I do feel like I'm on my toes a little bit at night, and I have to be smart and and I have to be, I have to check the license plates of the Uber to make sure they match. And there's certain things where I'm, I'm more on guard, but the young people in Nigeria are some of the most exciting, vibrant uh, people that I've met. And I've had beautiful friendships and um, experienced some beautiful things. So where, when do you see yourself coming back to Tanzania? I mean, I'm sure there's people watching here now. I've said that you're leaving. People yeah, will be yeah. excited to, to see you come back. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll be in South Africa for three months. And after that, I'll either come back to Tanzania or go to Kenya. So I've been to Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, and Tanzania. And I'd, li- I'd really like to go to Nairobi. 
So I think I'll either come here for a few months and then hop over to Kenya. But what's beautiful about Tanzania is they give us a multi-entry visa. So we, for a year, we can come every, we can stay for three months, leave for a week or a month and come back, stay another three months. They're okay with that. Most countries, they don't allow that. So that's the beautiful thing about Tanzania. It's very peaceful here. And I love the gym. Shout out to Pulse. Uh, go check out Pulse Tanzania. Beautiful gym in Masaki. Um, yeah, so I think I'll be back within the next three to five months. I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. So we talked about crypto and we talked about right now there's a decline in crypto mm. and it's going to rise soon. Yeah. So where do you see the intersection of crypto content creation and traveling in the next five years of Jax? I think that, um, at the end of the next bull cycle for any of my subscribers who are watching this, it might be a little bit sad. I'm, I'm going to step back. So at the end of the next bull cycle, I have uh, uh, plans with with real estate and different things that different ventures that I want to go down. So I think I'll take a, a step back from uh, daily analysis on YouTube and I'll focus on other passions that I have. Um, but for the next two years, I think 20, the end of 2026 will when the bull market will be coming towards an end. We don't we don't know for sure. But end of 2025 going into 2026 or towards the end of 2026. Um, so I believe that I'll always be involved in crypto as an investor and I'll always be a big believer in blockchain and it's not just blockchain it's film it's video games it's everything that we do payment systems everything will be crypto will be involved in every aspect of life and especially in developing countries I think it's going to really make a massive difference so I'll always be involved I'll always be an investor and I'll always be a big believer in the future of crypto but I think I'll step back at the end and then expose cycle from being a, a crypto content creator for a while at least. So the name of this podcast is Make Your Own Destiny. Mm. So you have made your own destiny. You have escaped the matrix. Mm. Like most people who are watching, they're probably stuck in the matrix. Yeah. So what advice would you give people who are looking to make your own destiny? Mm. I think what I said earlier, sacrifice is the most important thing. So you have to be willing to give up your weekends. You have to be willing up to, to give up the party if you really want to pursue your passion, whether it's an online store that you want to start, whether you want to become a trader, whether you want to be a content creator, a YouTuber, you have to be willing to give up your free time. Most of us right now are watching this podcast are working to live they have a nine to five they have something that they want to escape so what are you doing after that nine to five are you watching netflix or are you working on your side hustle are you um eating and relaxing at home are you partying on the weekends or are you researching a way that you can make money online are you starting a drop shipping store are you learning how to trade your free time is your greatest asset so what you're doing with your time as a, a person who's trying to become a digital nomad, who's trying to be an online entrepreneur is the most important thing. Sacrifice and discipline because motivation is bullshit. You won't feel like you want to make content every day. You won't feel like you want to learn how to run an e-commerce business, how to learn how to trade every single day. So you push back, push those emotions to the side and you focus on discipline. For me, it's routine. Gym, update my private group, make my videos, gym in the evening, come home. And I, I've built a life where I can relax in the evening. But I, when I first got started, all my free time, I've moved away from my home country or my home city and I moved to the other side of the country. And I sacrificed everything and all I did all day was try to learn how to make money online. So that's the biggest thing, sacrifice, consistency, self-discipline. Don't, don't feel like you're gonna be motivated to do it every day because you won't, you won't. You have to be disciplined. 
I've personally taken a lot from this. I've taken in the sacrifice part. I've mm. taken in um, being lonely does not mean you're a failure. Mm. I've taken in what you're doing in your free time is your greatest at- asset, yeah. uh, depending on what you do. As you said, working nine to five is not a problem. The problem mm. is what do you do after That's right. you work your nine to five? Yeah. You said you worked on nine to five, but after you went home, you stared at the screen, yeah, finding a way hours. to escape it. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like that's our problem, that we feel like we're comfortable where we're at, not knowing that we don't want to be there. We're unhappy, right. but then why we're unhappy? What are we doing about it? Well, yeah. there's nothing we're doing about it. And I feel like... Um, I personally say this a lot. I feel like working on 95 is not a problem. No. But it's what we said, it's what do you do after? Yeah, it's a stepping stone. Do you, are you focused on changing that? You could work on 95 for the next five years, mm-hmm. but then the rest of your life is financially free just sitting about you, just investments. So for the person that you're watching, after you work your 95, go back home, take an hour, take an hour to learn something, read books. Mm-hmm. Change the way you think. Right. Every day you develop yourself into becoming a person that's new, into a person that's going to invest even $100 into something and return $1,000. That's $900. $900 you can put in again into $100. That's like $10,000. So just uh, take your time, learn new stuff, watch our podcast. Yeah. Go subscribe to Invest with Jacks <laughs> if you're interested in crypto. And we're all going to make our destinies. We're all going to be like Jacks travel every three months. When's the last thing you're in Canada? Um, I was in Canada in July for one month for my 30th birthday, but most of the year I'm I'm in Africa in different countries. So if it was not for his birthday, he would have been in another country. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I'm sure it's a lifestyle that we all want to live. Yeah. But it's we're not ready for the work to do in progress yeah. of doing that work to do all of that. One more thing I would say is. You can live your best life now as a young person from 20 to 30 where you party, you have fun, and then you live the rest of your 60 60 years at a 9 to 5 until you retire. Or you can sacrifice 10 years now to live the next 60 years where you can live your best life, where you can travel the world, where you're financially free. So make your choice. Do you choose to make the sacrifice now while you're young? Or do you choose to enjoy these? I'm not saying you can't enjoy, but do you choose to just try to live your best life party and and have fun and for these years and then spend the next 60 years at a job that you don't enjoy doing something you don't don't enjoy and i'm the same way i don't hate on the nine to five it's a stepping stone you need to make money you need to be self-sufficient and i would honestly recommend if you have the opportunity if you're a young person you need to give yourself a window move back in with your parents quit your job spend a year with your parents humble yourself and focus on online business if you have that luxury i know a lot of people don't have that luxury of having a good family or having even a, a mother or father who who's there for them but if you do have that luxury humble yourself go live with them for a year and focus on trying to make a online income and focus on your passions and if it works out it can change your life and if it doesn't work out at least you gave it you gave it your best shot you gave yourself that opportunity so at the end of the day if you fail you're the only one to blame yeah 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 get up try again try something else i had many failed businesses try something new that's that's the problem. People fail and they're like, oh, well, I just go back to my job. It didn't work. Well, you tried one business. I tried like 12 businesses and 11 failed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. And 16, 95.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and from the age of 18 to 26, I worked 15 to 16 different jobs. I quit some. I got fired from some. Just trying to some, find something I'm passionate about. And I realized I didn't want to work under the system. I have nothing against the people who do, who enjoy what they do. But for the majority, as I said, 75% of people in the U.S., there was a survey done. They don't enjoy what they do. And I think that is the biggest waste of life that there that there is. So I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> And guys, that was Jax. Uh, for the people that are interested in following Jax, um, give Yeah, my YouTube channel is Invest and Trade with Jax. Uh, my Instagram is uh, J-A-X-X underscore I-G-C. If you want to send me a message, I will definitely reply. Uh, check out my YouTube channel if you want to learn trading. You can check out my private Discord. All the links are in the YouTube channel. And um, yeah, th those are my socials. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see Jack back here again when yeah, he's back from his yeah. travels <laughs> and if you have any more questions for Jax for the next time we meet Jax we might do a part two so just ask your question right now yeah in the comment section sure. down below appreciate you guys having me on it's been fun